it's happening again. Who are you? I'm the doctor. This is Jas. This is Dan. Why don't I know about this? And who else does? Very odd. Hello, and welcome to a special mini episode of Two Hearts, a New Who podcast. I'm Callum. And I'm James, and this is our very special, uh, fresh off the cuff Saturday morning reaction to the brand new Doctor Who Flux trailer. This is the six episode mini special season. <laughs> 13 of some sort um and you know we, we've had a bit of a slow steady drip of, of teasing and whatnot and we finally got ourselves a full-blown look at this thing doctor who flux callum what what are you where are you at well yeah it's funny because like you you mentioned it's the full-blown trailer i forget that we had some of this some of this imagery we've already seen before in one other trailer um <laughs> like months ago now it feels like ages ago um, it does. But we saw that shot of them like flying through the alien landscape and, and Jody going, this is Dan, this is Yaz. We've seen those bits before. Um, and this feels, this trailer does feel like it's cut from the same cloth as that one. Um, it's, it, it doesn't, it, even though we see a lot of snatches of new uh, and returning uh, monsters and places and people, I feel like I know zero about the series and what's actually going to happen. That's pretty thrilling to me. Um, as with this era in particular, it looks amazing. But, um, you know, we have our, we have, we have our, uh, <laughs> we have our big feelings. <laughs> and uh, we, we do. Uh, it was odd. Like it, almost every point you just listed off just then, I was like, mm, I'd have a rebuttal for that. <laughs> and, and for that. <laughs> what are your, okay. I'll be honest. Um, like James, you are the one. Who has the thoughts about this? Tell me, tell us, the listeners, what's going on. Yeah, look, if you follow me on Twitter, like I, I tweeted about having a little kind of existential breakdown this morning after I watched this trailer because I was lying in bed and, you know, I, I watched, like you said, all those returning faces showed up again. The trailer gives you no solid idea of what's actually going on in this season at all. It's all just that very like Chibnall era, quippy vibe stuff. Um, and... I was like, okay, yeah, that looks like a pretty average Doctor Who trailer. And then, you know, I looked at sort of the general reactions I was seeing across social media and uh, even people who I follow specifically because they have been a bit more critical of this era um, had just completely given into this. Oh, but, you know, an Ood is back. So I guess it's going to be great, guys. And I just... It was a lot of positivity for me for something that I looked at with a very, not necessarily a negative lens, but just more of a like, oh, it just kind of looks like more of the same of what we've, we've had before mm. from from this era. And, um, you know, it, it's it's almost a meme at this point that on our show that we're, we're so often like, oh, we don't like to get into how we feel about Chibnall. And then we proceed to really <laughs> get into how we feel about Chibnall. Um, but like, I, I think I am just ready to, to drop that pretense and just be like, I, I haven't particularly enjoyed um, a lot of his work on the show. I, I thought that series 11 was the closest we've ever gotten to a breath of fresh air for Doctor Who. And then, you know, the reaction to that, made series 12 happen and and now series 13 to me looks like like tripling down on some of those problems that i had with series 12 specifically the idea of just like you've got six episodes and there's what like seven returning alien races already like yeah. it's just we should list them so actually there's like the Sontarans, yeah weeping angels ood cybermen 
and then what the ravagers, the weird dog aliens, um, the <laughs> yeah, flux, the, the not Chewbarkers, <laughs> the Chewbarkers. See, I saw somebody, and this is so esoteric, but like somebody comparing them to the um, the the I think it's called the the oh fuck the Girum or something like that, and it's in an episode called Terminus from the eighties, and it's a big dog creature. Okay. Um, it's not going to be that. And I don't see how it could be that. Um, but it just reminds me of the fact that there was one dog creature in the eighties and now there's another one in the (laughs) 2020s. Look, I will say, you know, like, I know I've really come out of the gate quite negative here, but, um, and much to your surprise, I know, but like, I, I quite liked the dog. I thought the dog was the most interesting part of this trailer. <laughs> Which is um, They released like a little... I know, I know, but like, I, I like, it, because I looked at it and I was like, hey, that looks silly and ridiculous and new. And so I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. Like, that. that's that's what I want. You know, I don't care if it's goofy, just so long as it's trying to do something a bit a bit new. Mm. Um, But yeah, look, I guess Returning Creatures, the headline is probably the Sontara with their um, little uh, allergic reaction puffed up face redesign. Um, I don't know if you, you... I was about to say, I don't know if you read Doctor Who magazine this month, and I know you haven't. <laughs> um, but I did, and they did a full-blown... That's where most of these images have come from, and they did a full-blown like uh, interview with the people who designed, made, and sculpted the head um, and, the, okay. and the costume and everything. And it is genuinely fascinating, uh, a process where they've, um, and also oddly, uh, <laughs> cause they keep mentioning the guy who created the 2008 ones, Neil Gorton. And, uh, and they keep saying, you know, oh, well, even though he brought them back, you know, we're, we're going, we're, we're, we're doing the Sontarans right. And, you know, we're, we're making them more warlike and militaristic. And I was like, okay, read him for filth girl. Um, (laughs) shit. And like, it it does feel odd for them to be like so openly shitting on (laughs) that era. But I think it, it speaks to, this is diverging off a track somewhat, but, um, it speaks to just how much people do not like Strax and the direction the Sontarans went into as the comedy, like, foil. Um, and I hated that. I really hate Strax a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm super chuffed and thrilled to see the Sontarans, even though I know that you think that they're dumb. I just think they're like, they, they're too goofy. Um, I, I think that making them the sort of comedy foil was, like, I, I don't particularly care for Strax either, um, but it makes more sense to me to cast an alien that looks like that as the comedic foil in a scene as opposed to the scene that I'm supposed to be genuinely afraid of because I look at that new um, Sontaran design and I'm just like, do you need an EpiPen, buddy? <laughs> like, like, it just, I, I don't feel fear. I don't feel, like, tension. I, the, the one- I don't know, like, I... Sorry, the one other interesting thing, and I forgot to say from that magazine article, was they were showing, like, um, concept art for them. And it was really... This is one thing that I really do love about this era in particular, is, like, the storytelling through costuming. Um, they had, a, a, like, a, um, a concept art for the Sontarans where they had tribal painted... Tribal, like... Um, imagery painted on their helmets to look like their faces. And it just, it, ah, it just (laughs) gave me such a, like a, a window into their world kind of thing. Even if it's just a small detail and we don't know what it hints at, like it's the, that's kind of imaginative, like little bits that make me think like there are people working imaginatively behind this, even if we don't see it. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. 
Um, I, I mean, you know, we, we recently did the, um, what was the Poison Sky two-parter and the way that that episode handles the Sontaran culture was, um, (laughs) certainly a sticking point for, Mm. for me and and a little bit for you as well. Mm -hmm. So I'll be curious to see if, especially now that the Doctor is a woman, you know, are they going to have the Sontaran be like, you're a woman, I don't inherently respect you as much as I did your male counterpart. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to be that you know, um, direct about it. I think that would be interesting. And you and I have talked before about how having the Doctor be a woman does actually open up a lot of those storytelling possibilities that the show has, you know, largely shied away Mm. from, except for like the Witchfinders, for example. Um, Which, that's the first time I haven't called it the Witches of Eastwick. So let's all be proud of me for that one. (laughs) I'm pretty proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So yeah, look, Sontarans could be, I don't know, Based on what I'm getting from that trailer as well, you know, we see them on a, uh, what is it? Like, it, not medieval's not the right era. It's like the it's Crimea, like a, I think. It's, um, yeah. It's an out, like old school war. Yeah. And it's one of the virtues, so, I suppose, uh, of COVID filming, like restrictions, and they couldn't go internationally that they had to, like, make do with what's in England. And it kind of, like, it still looks pretty epic. Personally, I think it looks pretty epic uh, from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So agreed. I think that those are the parts that look the most expensive. I would say. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, there's there's definitely some potential there. Uh, we've also got the the angels coming back. I, I couldn't help but laugh. I saw a tweet earlier today that was like it was just a screenshot of them from the trailer. Like, oh, they look so badass. I'm like, they look like the weeping yeah, angels. Yeah, they don't look so, any different. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, they are they are the Weeping Angels. They're an iconic design for a reason. Um, I think that, uh, you know, this trailer is a minute, 10 seconds, even less than that, because there's a fair bit of sort of title fluff either side of it. Um, and so when you've got that little amount of time to try to convey as much as they're trying to convey here, and you put all those aliens side by side with each other, um, you do just kind of end up like... Uh, or rather, I ended up feeling a bit, bit numb to it, you know? So when the Ood showed up, I was like, oh, of of course there's an Ood here as well. Mm. Why wouldn't there be, you know? Yeah, I felt the same way with when... Because we knew about the angels and the Sontarans, but then when more recurring villains started showing up, I was like, well, this this is, plays like a Moffat season, like... Oh, you want totally. aliens? Yes. Here's an alien. More aliens. <laughs> yeah, like the Pandorica opens kind of level of aliens. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned the Pandorica specifically, because I think a lot of people have made uh, an assumption that the flux and the coming together of aliens is some kind of Pandorica-like situation with an, like, an okay. alliance. Um, so I'd hate for that to be the, the case, because it's like been there, done that. Well, truly been there, done that. And also, I don't feel as if this Doctor has had that much of an impact on these classic Mm. villains, you know? And so it'd be odd to have them all show up and be like, oh, we hate you, Doctor. It's like, you've never interacted with this Doctor. Yeah, no, me Um, not. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that the the Cybermen are also peppered in there um, for... uh, reasons i completely missed them it was you who was like when the sidemen were there too and i was like were they and i just was so glazed (laughs) over by that point um (laughs) of aliens in particular that i was like yeah yeah why wouldn't they be there 
Yeah, truly, truly. And it's just, you know, I mentioned season 11 earlier and sort of how the reaction to that has maybe gone on to change everything. And I just think it's such a fascinating contrast that we went from Chibnall coming into the show and so strongly being like, no returning aliens. We are doing everything new for ourselves this time and we're going to really try something here. Mm. And then look, you know, obviously we don't entirely love season 11 here either. Like it, it's got more misses than hits, if you ask me. But I do respect that it was trying to do its own thing. You know, you had Jodie come in as, as this brand new iteration of the Doctor. You got a new showrunner coming in trying to do a brand new iteration of the show. And the pushback on that has now, you know, two seasons down the line resulted in something that you just described as Moffat-esque. And I love Moffat, but this kind of backwards uh approach to incorporation of ideas it has definitely put me on edge a little bit this morning yeah so i think we're kind of dancing around the issue that you're having james which if i can uh, assist in para paraphrasing is like mm-hmm. um i guess the best example is the like the last jedi-ness of it all with something yeah. being made that was quite um not revolutionary is a big word um, but that was not the norm. Um, and then yeah. a certain subsection of fans, uh, reacting against it. And so the company making the, the product essentially is what it is. The product, um, reacting wildly against it and going in the complete opposite direction. Now, whether or not you think that this is Chibnall's master plan, he certainly made the case that that has been the case, <laughs> uh, in interviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't help but make see the connection of all those different things working to get us to the point we are now. Um, and I agree with you in some respects that, you know, this era post season, um, 11 has not been challenging or, uh, different or in any way trying to break a mold from what's gone before. And whilst I remain hopeful that this series we're about to go into is the defying kind of um, storytelling uh, model that they're making it out to be, um, there's always that flicker of, like, doubt. There has to be for now. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Timeless Child stuff is the closest you could say that Series 12 got to doing its own thing. And, like, yes... it's funny on paper it's a massive shake-up to the law and then you know you actually watch series 12 and it's just it's it's just a bit of a nothing you know it, it's it's smack bang between the master and cyberman return it's just it's it's just there um and so I, I'm, I'm curious to see if that makes an appearance in in what's going to happen in in flux um yeah, I, I don't like not being hopeful, you know, I, I want to enjoy these things. Um, I just see, you know, like whether it's The Rise of Skywalker or Halloween Kills or The Ghostbusters or like mm. all of these franchises that are just so regressive at the moment and that are so concerned with being palatable to fans of a certain era and iconography of a certain era that they, they're now going out of their way to you know, not include new things. Um, I, I, I just, I, I think it's a really troubling trend. I, I don't particularly care for seeing um, a lot of people get tricked is definitely way too strong a word here because I think people are generally smarter than that. And hey, look, people like what they like. I'm, I'm not here to police that. Um, but I do think we need to have more of a balanced conversation about 
the the hands that are steering these franchises and the the kind of you know the kind of mythology and the kind of stories that we're getting out of these things i i just i personally i i don't feel satisfied by by a lot of it um and i i don't imagine i'm the only one i i hope that somebody out there listening to this feels the same way um if not go on with your bad selves in you know i hope the daleks show up at the end of flux as well fuck it you know um but <laughs> um i ideally uh, i don't know this will this will resonate with somebody i also do want to be fair though um this flux trailer does have a lot of new faces we talked about the dog before um there's also these odd crystal things mm. and it's frustrating because i really like the design of them and yet at the same time they just look like something out of like a netflix makeup uh yeah uh like uh what do you call this there's a specific show where it's like a, a game show with makeup designers come in and they like do crazy designs oh yeah and yeah i, I know the one you're talking about it yes. just it doesn't <laughs> for me personally it doesn't look like it anyway organic it just looks like makeup uh yes i mean you can literally see the human nose underneath that odd mask yeah <laughs> you know um it's it's an odd choice for sure and it's one of those things where like i look at that as a still image and i'm like yeah that would have looked stunning in concept art um like mm. I, I think that there's a really great idea here you know um for those of you who haven't seen it or if you've been listening to this at home um they are kind of like a it's it's still a very humanoid face but it's almost got a very skull it's like a, got a skull uh, kind of yeah yeah, it's like a skull nose, and then they've also got a bunch of protruding, um, I mean, well, now that I'm actually looking at them up close, they just look like fake shiny, uh, plastic crystals, but look, the concept <laughs> is really good. There's a, there's a lot of, like, um, you know, rocks and stuff sort of forming out of their face. They've got these, like, uh, sharp silver teeth. Um, it, there's a lot of effort has clearly gone into this, mm. um, and, and I, I, I do fuck with that while also thinking it looks kind of cheap, which is, you know, a criticism I have, I think, of the trailer as a whole. I, I don't I don't particularly care for a lot of the um, the look of this. You, yes. I... <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that completely, but I see what you're saying. Um, I think it looks a million bucks. Um, but, and I made this point to you before we started recording, like this era and this has in common with the 80s as well like it all looks great but there's nothing behind it necessarily to that uh is stimulating or like teeth chewable for lack of a better word yeah it's just all kind of, you know, you brought up Netflix before when you're talking about the makeup design and whatnot. I, I think that that's probably a pretty apt comparison to make because Netflix has this habit of, you know, because they are churning out so many of these shows constantly, the bulk of them do end up looking kind of flat. Um, and that's how I feel when I look at this Doctor Who Flux stuff. It's the same way I felt about some of the CGI work in series 12 as well, where it's like, yeah, again, this would have made really good concept art. And then I think mm. when you translate it to such a CGI heavy scene on the budget that the bbc is allowing for them it just looks like real people in plastic masks superimposed over very fancy like windows screensavers um <laughs> and that that sucks i i don't want it to to be that way because i think that you know the sontaran stuff we talked about before in this trailer i think looks really good when they're on sets you know and in actual physical locations i think the show looks fantastic again um but chibnall's era has been quite um uh, high concept at times, very heady. And, and so he's got a lot of these situations that, you know, need the doctor and this odd crystal man standing in a weird 
purplish void realm having a conversation about the end of the world. And it just looks... Yeah, it just doesn't look very good to me. <laughs> Remember Tim Shaw? I do, you know, at first I did think this was Tim Shaw, <laughs> like his face had been melted off and this is what was underneath the teeth and the blue stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, because, you know, later on in the trailer, there's also another one of those crystal creatures, but it's a... Uh, looks like a queen this time. Um, she's got very... Well, she looks like something out of Lady Gaga music video, <laughs> which I guess I mean is a compliment. <laughs> I guess if I have to, <laughs> <laughs> if I have to, um, you know, there's also that new, uh, gentleman who has come over from game of Thrones. He was announced in the comic con panel. We get to see him kind of doing the requisite. What does this mean? Kind of reaction shot. Uh, I think he looks a million bucks. I think costume design, hair, makeup. He, he looks great. What about Dan? Oh, <laughs> do you like Dan? <laughs> Listeners, the other day we were texting about Doctor Who and I think it was it was one of us said to the other like, oh yeah, and then there's Dan. And the other one just immediately shot back, wait, who's Dan? Because like, just keep forgetting he exists. Just, he does not, he doesn't exist. And this is the annoying thing. Like, and it, this will forever be Dan's legacy as someone who was announced and then who was gone pretty quickly as well before yeah. they'd even had a single episode air because of this Russell T uh, announcement and the future of the show. Um, it's the same thing with Bill, you know? But then the, th- the key difference mm. there is, like, with Bill, she was good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you, you can tell from immediately from Pearl Mackey's performance that you're like, oh, like, yeah, like, you are a breath of fresh air. This is going to be really exciting. And then you look at Dan in this trailer, and he's just like, hello. It's like, oh. And he, okay. he could be. He could be one of the more interesting companions we've ever had from this era. Um but again, history and past precedents uh, says no, that won't be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we started um, this conversation, I think, dropping all pretenses, and we've definitely followed through on that brief. Um, ultimately, this is ultimately this trailer has me excited. It's doing the job of, that it needs to do of making me want to watch the show. Not that that was in any jeopardy with me in particular. And that's the other thing is like, I just have sometimes have to remove myself from these conversations and be like, okay, but does the general public care about this? Are they going to see it? And I think that too much has happened now for that to ever be the case. Um, but yeah, Could I don't really right. know where an, an average person is with Doctor Who anymore. Um, you know, I, obviously I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Like, th- we, this is a Doctor Who podcast. We're not talking at the moment to people who are just like Joe and Mary down the street who might watch the new series of Doctor Who on the telly. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> mm. I want them to, though. And that's the troubling thing. Take to the streets. Find out what your neighbours think about Doctor Who. <laughs> Did you just tell our listeners to take to the streets? I did. I did. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's flux. Let's flux. Let's make flux a thing. Let's let's make flux a thing. To to probably wrap up here, unless there's anything else that you wanted to add on. No, I think I'm good. 
Think you're good? All right. So uh, I did ask on Twitter if anybody had any thoughts and feelings that they want to read on the show, as we often do. And we do actually have some thoughts and feelings to read on the show mm. today. So a uh, friend of the show, Dylan Blight, says, Looks very stuffed with too many A, B tier villains for one story. Even though I like seeing a Sontaran back, visually the trailer has a lot going on, though, and I love the colourful space shots. Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. I completely agree with you. I'm with you 100%. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, we also have Luminous Bucky on Twitter who says, I love how vibrant the marketing is. The trailer was just as colourful. Holy crap, so many aliens. I'm sad it's not a longer season, but I am loving everything I've seen so far. I have faith it'll be a great story. Luminous Bucky, thank you for that injection of positivity. Mm. Uh, you need to carry you and me on this one. Um, but oh, look, I'm in for the ride. I am excited to watch more Doctor Who as always. Oh, ditto. Uh, <laughs> And that's why it's so, like, we're the clowns in this situation, because, like, we're like, oh, it's so fucking sucks, meh, meh. <laughs> and then we're like, episode one, please. <laughs> I will have oh, that. Truly. <laughs> truly. I mean, look, I'll, I'll still watch any new Star Wars TV show that they put out, even though I haven't enjoyed one for the past too long um anyway if you want to hear more thoughts and feelings of me on star wars or doctor who or anything else you can follow me on twitter at omg more james specifically this is not a star wars podcast so you can't hear any star wars not yet oh um (laughs) and i'm callum and you can see me and hear me for all the non-star wars content at theatricallum on instagram and twitter uh, obviously, um, if you want to email us, you can at twoheartspodcast at gmail.com. That's two, the word two. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at twoheartspod, the number two. All this is going to be in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining us as we um, unpacked our complicated feelings on the Doctor Who Flux trailer. Uh, until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs>